0: Hi everybody and welcome back to my podcast. Um, As you can tell my podcast Making Milestones is one of the most disorganized podcasts you may follow. I don't really have a dedicated post day and I kind of just make podcasts whenever I feel like it and whenever I feel that there is a topic that needs to be discussed and today is one of those days. For those of you who haven't already been active like on the internet and the Um, equine media sources, there's been quite the controversy over um, an event called Plantation Fields, and it's a pretty popular event that clearly lots of people have memories and a lot of positive associations with and support. But Eventing Nation recently wrote an article on the name of this venue and basically asked the organizers of the show to reconsider calling it plantation fields because it has a negative connotation for a lot of people of color and for those of you who don't know plantations are what they called the farms that enslaved black people and had them work the farms and traditionally plantations are usually used to describe tobacco farms sugar farms cotton farms that had residential laborers that's literally in the dictionary definition residential laborers and in other words slaves they were enslaved people that they had um and obviously like people are oh well slavery slavery was abolished like this many years ago like it's not a problem anymore and you like which is true to an extent it but it really wasn't that long ago a lot of people that are still alive today Have memories of being segregated following the abolishment of slavery and I think it's also just such an ignorant take because people are bringing it all back down to slavery rather than considering all of the other social issues that slavery caused and even after it was abolished there is so much racism to follow because the fact of the matter is like I don't even know how anyone can not realize this but When you dehumanize people to the extent where you can literally enslave them, force them to work without pay, beat them if they don't do the work. They also raped them. They would buy and sell children of slaves that they would have in what they referred to as breeding facilities. And then on top of this, there is also other stuff aside from slavery where they would keep black people in zoos. And there is just so many different aspects of complete dehumanization of black people that like it the word plantation is more than just like plantation because people will be like oh plantation also describes a place where you plant trees and I don't know about you but like here in Canada any of the places that like sell trees and like are like gardening places they call like orchards like nurseries tree farms plantation isn't a word that's used and I would bet it's because of the negative connotation and I don't know. So there's this whole controversy over Eventing Nations article, which honestly I thought was pretty respectfully written. And it just really called for like a discussion on considering the change of the name. But then the event organizer responded in such a really kind of over the top angry way, like super hyper defensive, like didn't even take a breather to consider like hmm, like I can kind of see like why that might be hard for Black people to understand. There wasn't even any of that. It was just like, this is so unfair, I'm so attacked, I'm the victim here. And I think that's kind of why it blew up, is because of his response. And if it was handled a little bit better, like I'm not even saying that they needed to just up and change the name immediately, but at the bare minimum, there should have just been a conversation about it. And he should like they should have just been willing to hear out people's side of things and actually consider it rather than insisting they know all of the pain associated with the word and that no one needs to consider being more considerate. Um, the the tone of that message is what I think was the catalyst for a lot of people's upset now because the response made it pretty clear that they don't give a fuck they don't care if it makes people associate things with really painful memories and generational trauma that followed because for those of you don't know there is some pretty compelling evidence like in dna that you can actually like trauma passes down through the generations so this is why like it's like with native you see it with native american people and with black people where there's trauma that has been passed down from person to person and that's why so racism is such a problem today too because Even when certain aspects of their trauma failed to continue being a problem in the child's life, they were still met with racism specific to their time period, as well as the trauma from knowing their parents' past and having the markers of the genetics surrounding that passed down to them. Obviously, I'm not a geneticist, but what I'm trying to say is that damage can be done from severe trauma and it gets passed down to your kids, and a lot of, like, the mental health issues that can come with trauma can also be passed down to children so like even people like you'll be like oh no one today has been enslaved no they haven't but they've they're an ancestor of people who have and it's been passed down from generation to generation so even if they don't deal with the exact same things they're still dealing with the backlash of what happened and the fact that people aren't even willing to consider why this word might carry pain for certain groups of people I think that speaks volumes on why people are upset because they don't get a voice. People don't consider their opinions and their feelings. But on the flip side, when we started calling a lot of the rich white angry equestrian type people and even outside of the horse world, when we started calling them Karens, I had several people try to equate that to being a slur and talking about how it's so offensive, but that's like within the last, I don't know, two or three years, that's become like a a meme and an insult it's it's not something that carries weight of centuries of abuse and trauma with it, but they tried to equate it to being a slur, and yet the same types of people aren't even willing to consider the offense behind the word plantation and why black people might not necessarily want to go show at a place that has it as the name and not only that like they have it as the name but the organizers didn't even want to acknowledge why it might be a problem or why it might be offensive so not only does it have it as a name they're glorifying it essentially in refusing to acknowledge any of the pain behind it or even have a discussion with any people of color that might have struggled with the fact that's a name and a lot of people that are fighting to keep the name will just be like oh it's just a name they'll use it as that that is an excuse as to why black people shouldn't care. And I'm kind of like, if it's just a name, why the fuck are you so pissed about changing it? If it you you know, like you can look it up anywhere. You know there's a negative connotation with it, and you know that there's centuries of pain, worth of abuse affiliated with plantations. So you're well aware of that. And you're saying it's just a word. So if you know that it's causing that much pain and it's just a word to you, then why are you fighting so hard to keep it there? And I don't know. Like I said, I can understand why people who have good memories there and who might know some of the people working on the board of the show and don't believe they're racist might not have a problem with it but at the same time if you're a white person who's never had any history of slavery in your family pertaining to plantations and black slaves then you don't get to call the shots on who should be offended and how they should react to it all you can do is try to listen and educate yourself to understand their perspective but full stop you cannot call the shots on who can be offended by it And this is coming from me, like I'm super white passing and I always have to reiterate this because people try to um, derail any points I make and be like, well, you're white. So and like even if I were white, I don't think that necessarily makes any points that like when I talk to people of color who actually experience racism because they're not white passing and get their points on stuff. I like I as a white person, I would be able to be an ally and stand up for their views and opinions while being white. And I don't think being white is something that makes it so that people can't hold opinions on things and act as an ally because at the end of the day like the only way to especially in the horse world since it's so whitewashed like we need white people to start openly calling out racists and pointing out a lot of the problems in the industry because if they don't there's no one that will um or there's not enough people that will because um equestrians of color are such a minority in the horse world and already like you see people like this is another instance of people just blatantly disregarding their feelings and not caring about the history of abuse there and it's happened numerous times this year alone because there's been a lot of stuff about diversity in the horse world and people have equated the lack of diversity to just people not working hard enough and not wanting to be there without realizing like yeah like obviously finances are a huge huge factor in people not being able to but that's also pertaining to people of color too because how the fuck can you expect people to like get the amount of wealth that some of the a lot of the white big name riders in the horse world have how can you expect people to amass that amount of wealth that has been in many of these families for generations when not that many generations ago their families were fucking slaves meaning they had nothing to their name and even when slavery was abolished they still had nothing to their name people didn't want to hire them they were segregated how do you, how the fuck do you expect them to get ahead? Like, look through your family generation, look where your family money came from, and it's probably several generations long, especially if you're super wealthy, and it's been handed down from generation, maybe you have a family business, I don't know, but it's been ongoing for generations, and you've had the fucking privilege to be able to start that, because your families were not enslaved, or discriminated against to the same extent. So, Next time you think it's easy and easy peasy just for you, reconsider because it was not that many generations ago that people were enslaved. And it's just one of those things that I don't understand under any circumstances, especially people who label themselves as good people. And oftentimes they'll be like, oh, I do charity work and they'll do other stuff to equate why they're a good person while being racist. And it's like, okay, if you're a good person, though, like going to do charity work is a lot more effort than just sitting down and talking to someone about Their place in this world and how outside factors might have influenced that and what they experience as a person of color and actually sitting down and talking to them about why there's so much pain behind this word if you're a good person you wouldn't just be running your loud ass fucking mouth trying to tell them to shut up and that they're being whiny babies or calling them snowflakes and a lot of people are doing that and they try to use like oh i do charity work sometimes or i'm a religious person but i'm good while blatantly being a fucking asshole and you're not a good person because one of the key markers of being a good person is not being so close-minded that you refuse to hear people out especially on situations that you yourself have not personally experienced and can never identify with because you don't have that history and I don't know it's just it's such a big problem in the horse world because people are just so self-absorbed and like it's literally like our demographic is so hyper-privileged. Like, we're the pinnacle of privilege in society because so many people in the horse world are absurdly wealthy. Most of them are white. And, yeah, so, like, they're they're used to just having, like, have, being able to say their thoughts and have them heard, and they think that they have the right to do that even in situations that they can't fathom. Whereas people of color have tried to voice their opinions on numerous different things over the last few years like there's been a lot of social events and they'll protest certain things and every time they do something to protest there's always a problem with the protest Call Colin Kaepernick takes a knee oh that's disrespectful they sit during the anthem disrespectful they actually protest but they protest peacefully disrespectful like we don't want to see that it doesn't matter what they do people will do whatever they can to try to derail the point of it it doesn't fucking matter it's not how they go about doing things or what the upset is it's the fact that people just don't want them talking because addressing internalized racism requires thought and attention from white people and possibly changing a lot of the aspects of their life that benefit from racism that they don't want to acknowledge and it's definitely a hard thing to do and they just don't want to and I don't know, like, to those of you listening to this, like, I can understand if, like, I can understand the ignorance of not knowing why it's offensive if you've never been educated on it and it's not something that's personally touched you, but that's not an excuse to not be willing to learn and to just shut out any outside opinions and decide that you're right and everyone else is wrong, even though you've never personally gotten like being affected by it like you don't have the right to do that at the very least like if you're gonna have an opinion on this plantation thing you need to go out and talk to some equestrians of color and ask them their opinions and actually like have a discussion with them don't make it an argument just fucking listen shut your mouth and listen for once Just listen. Listen to their struggles, listen to their family history, listen to some aspects of racism they deal with day-to-day in the horse world at events, and then consider the fact that while, and maybe in the grand scheme of things, like, obviously there's more overt, um, overt, um, aspects of racism that happen like to people day to day like you can racism can definitely get worse than using the name of plantation as an event but what people need to realize is that all of these little things that people do these little microaggressions like using the word plantation insisting it's not offensive but it's all white people insisting it's not offensive and little things like that that we justify day to day they are the building blocks to the bigger picture that condones very blatant aspects of racism so if you're not willing to look at the little parts that help the big picture exist because people wouldn't be able to get away with like blatant racial profiling and discrimination in the way it does on mass levels if we didn't condone all these little things that let the hyper racist people feel accepted and heard in society and that they can get away with it basically like if we took more of a hard line and openly called people out anytime they made a racist comment or like educated them on like terminology that they use there would probably be a whole lot less of a problem with big acts of racism because we'd be shutting down the little ones which means people don't have the chance to build the same amount of power and kind of snowball into hyper racist aspects because from a young age, hopefully, they would just be continually corrected when they say inconsiderate things, and then it wouldn't allow them to become the worst-case scenario. And I think that's something that people need to realize, is it doesn't need to be the worst-case scenario to deserve attention being brought to it and talked about and racism is a problem in the horse world because like i said it's so whitewashed and i see a lot of white people being like oh i've never seen racism in the horse world like i like i've seen equestrians of color showing and they get they're allowed to enter just like anyone else and it's like okay yeah they're allowed to enter but that doesn't mean that everyone treats them just like anyone else and that they don't feel like a fish out of water sometimes when they can clearly see people judging at and like whispering or like often like I've had a number of people of color that are horseback riders tell me at horse shows they are often mistaken for the groom because they are not white and that type of mindset speaks volumes and like that alone should be enough to make people reconsider why like if it's just a word it's not that hard to change the name from plantation to something else and it really shouldn't be that big of a deal because don't you want like your whole demographic to feel comfortable and like plantation is interchangeable with a lot of other words like nursery or orchard or like I said something else like you could change it to something else quite easily and it would hold the exact same meaning and it would be more acceptable and the weirdest thing to me is that there's certain aspects of like xenophobia and stuff that might be more applicable to people who are like white passing like for example like the holocaust was a pretty big event and it obviously killed like a ton like millions of Jewish people along with people of color and like disabled people gay people and like other marginalized groups so it was a pretty substantial horrible event and with that in mind, like, we like, if someone tried to use a swastika as a logo for, like, a show, it wouldn't fly. If you called to tried to call a farm Swastika Fields, it wouldn't fly. If you tried to have a horse show named after Auschwitz, it wouldn't fly. Or if you, like, I saw someone on Twitter, and I'll, sorry, I don't remember who posted this, but... I'll try to credit you in the in the comments of this if I find the tweet but they said like if you held like a tutoring camp and called it concentration camp even though technically you could try to claim it to be a witty remark because the kids are going there to concentrate and that's what people are doing with plantation they'll be like oh but trees are planted there and they'll try to sway it from being something else but like it wouldn't hold up because at the end of the day the connotation is just bad so just because you're trying to Take it a different way doesn't mean that people aren't just in viewing it from the negative lens. And I think that people need to be more considerate of that because lots of people died during the Holocaust and we don't really have a full number for how many people died in slavery, but it's very high and it would be pretty comparable because they obviously can't document everybody. There's a lot of undocumented slaves that went missing that would have jumped off of boats when they were getting transported to North America that tried to escape and would have been shot when they've escaped far enough from where they were that no one knows what their names are. And on top of this, like, for the slaves that did survive and have made families and now have generations of people living here today, you have, like, all of the problems that followed with that, like, with identity loss. Like, a lot of the history like we don't like it's not as easy as like for people that have lived in North America and are white people and have never been persecuted in the same way you can probably track your history quite a ways back but with black people like a lot of their even their their last names they're not actually what their real last name would have been like my dad's last name is Dennis and that's like a very whitewashed last name and generally speaking when you're enslaved by plantations the slaves are forced to take on the name of whoever owns them. So even my last name, it likely came from a plantation that my ancestors would have worked at, and then it just held because by the time they've had kids and finally get freed from slavery and escaped to Canada... They're not necessarily going to even know of or remember the people who initially came here and knew what their real names were so like that level of loss of self is like pretty substantial and it makes it hard to have a real identity in the world and then on top of that people robbing you of your history and disrespecting it when you bring up the pain in your history and not being unwilling to listen when a lot of them probably have attachments to plantations as owners they're not even willing to listen like like and I'm not even saying this as an attack on like white people at all but like family there, there's enough families that are probably participating in the horse world and other sports that if you look far enough back in their history at some point their families could have been slave owners and I wouldn't fault anyone for that today obviously because they can't control what their families did but that's something that people need to acknowledge and since that's like white people's history in north america i think it's kind of their job to just listen and hear people out because you can't undo the pain that happened but you can try to stop current pain from happening and all it would have taken in my opinion from the show organizers to not get the amount of backlash they have now all it would have taken is for them to respond a lot more tactfully to inventing nations post and be like we had not considered that. We hadn't considered how it might be offensive to marginalized groups. And this is something that we are going to discuss and educate ourselves on more. And we'll talk to black people and kind of get like a more well-rounded approach and then get back to you. Because then they're not even committing to an answer, but they've acknowledged the issue. They've said that they're willing to listen and learn. And they've not made any promises to change the name on, on either side but they're showing that they care enough to actually look into it and like I really think that's all it would take because all people want is to just feel heard and listened to rather than just having it shut down because honestly like the history surrounding like black people in North America like basically all it is is them not being heard and shut down like you don't think that they would have been like they've been protesting for years years and years like it's sad because like like, I, my grandparents and stuff would have been protesting in race riots, and we're still fucking doing it today and still not getting heard by everyone. And uh, it's just, it's one of those things. And like, like I said, like, even myself, since I'm white passing, I can't claim to experience the same level of racism as anyone else. I think that what it does give me in being, like, a half-black person who's white passing is that I have a better approach to understand, like, the struggles of black people than the typical white person might however like i still reap all of the benefits of white privilege in the sense that i'm not going to get discriminated against for my race because most people can't tell um and like it, it's made me want to be a more outspoken advocate because as someone who's white passing like they like they need more than the people of color that are obviously people of color rallying for them and like to any of you like I know a lot of people are scared to get involved in like what they consider to be politics but at the end of the day like what racism comes down to is just morals and ethics and it's not political because like you either you either believe that regardless of skin color people are all the same or you don't and if you believe that then the only way that you can actually prove you believe it is not being apathetic. If you're silent in instances of racism and you choose not to comment on it because you don't want to be political, then whether you want to or not, you are helping racist people in doing so. Like You need to be actively anti-racist to be against racism, because being quiet and apathetic promotes racism, because it's such a factor in our society today, and in the horse world, I would say, like, we probably see even more of it, and we see, like, more idiotic, privileged commentary from people, like, I was astounded to see Boyd Martin posting from the dictionary, he deleted it, like, cowardly and never addressed it like come on man you're a grown-ass man fucking grow some balls and address it if you're gonna post dumb shit like that but anyways he posted from the dictionary the definition of plantation um i went to the same dictionary he conveniently cropped out the part that said they were cotton farms or like tobacco farms that had resident laborers so he cropped out that part and just left a plantation of trees a place where they grow plants um which was very definitely a measured move to try to like literally he did it to just be like oh yeah like the black people are wrong like actually this is what plantation is but he also would have had to have read the other definition and he chose to crop it out because he fucking knew that it was wrong and then still never addressed it cowardly as fuck honestly like grow some balls and i say this to like all any upper level rider that is participating in like basic like Oh, if you post definitions like that like basically you 're trying to educate black people on what slavery is, and it's like come the fuck on they don 't need a white person to tell them what happened during times of slavery, especially a very privileged white person at that and it, it's very disappointing because someone with his type of reach in the community could have made a really good difference and like I said like he doesn't even need to commit to the side that wants to change the name he could just be like wow I had never considered that before and I've looked a little further into what plantations are and I can understand why it would be offensive and I'm gonna remain open-minded and continue to ask questions that's all he would need to do they don't need to take either side they could do like kind of a wishy-washy statement like that that doesn't force them to take any side and that kind of appeals to both parties and keeps them out of the fight but still doesn't make them an asshole like they could have done that um Wooge fulton is like one of the only people uh like upper level equestrians that i've seen that i have mass respect for because she she did a post where she admitted her ignorance and not initially realizing why it might be defensive and kind of being on that side of things but then like you you gotta go look at her page she did a long post and it's really important because someone in her position as like a very well-known writer, using their platform to do that matters because traditionally like we even like even outside of the horse world too for whatever reason we try to quiet anyone who has a platform from speaking out on social issues under the guise of oh it's not your place as an influencer but it absolutely fucking is your place and the only reason they tell you it's not your place is because they know that these people have the most pull to help influence social movements so they'd rather they not participate because it makes it easy it makes it harder for the easy guy uh, it makes it harder for the little guys to rise above and make big change that's literally the only reason I refuse to believe otherwise I think it's a definite measured aspect to try to discourage change from happening is to quiet the people who have the most reach and that's why I refuse to have that happen on my platform so in short I'm not going to go into details on like what happened during slavery but there are a lot of research resources and it's very 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 upsetting and there's a lot of graphic accounts and horrible horrible things that happened during and after slavery that I think you should read into if you're not aware because a lot of what people are taught in schools is a very cursory kind of like glazing over how bad it was type thing like I think people need to read specifics on like the types of experiments they did on these people how they treated them like honestly worse than livestock like the way we treated like black people then like there's no fucking way it would get condoned to treat any anyone like that like and the level of dehumanization and propaganda you need to put out to dehumanize people to that extent it doesn't go away when you change the law and say okay just kidding Slavery, slavery is bad we're not gonna do that anymore because it's years and years of just this ingrained hatred towards people for the color of their skin so even once they're no longer slaves there's going to be that same level of resentment possibly more because they're not being enslaved anymore and it carries on and that still is in the hearts of some people and it's still a huge factor in our society and i'm not trying to make anyone feel bad because i would say to an extent like most people have participated in aspects of racism in one way or another um But, like, how you react to being given information that reveals to you how something might be problematic, that's what will speak the most about your character. And I think that it's important that people try to remain open-minded. And even if you made, like, an ignorant comment that was, like, in defense of plantation fields in this, if you've changed your mind don't feel embarrassed about admitting that because it's pretty huge to be like I educated myself and I've learned and I've changed my opinion what my initial stance was a bit ignorant and uneducated and now I've learned this and I think this like it's not a weakness to admit that it's actually a strength and I have more respect for people who have the ability to do that honestly because that's like very hard to do it's hard to admit you're wrong and I understand that but I don't know like I think people just need to realize how it looks because when you scroll through these comment sections on like eventing nations posts and on like the plantation fields posts like people of color scrolling through those posts there's some pretty rampant racism in there and like they're not going to feel any more accepted or included in the horse world it kind of highlights the very worst but also the very best of people because there are a lot of allies in there that are saying great things and are using their platforms wisely but there's still so much hate and like open like just distaste for people of color and calling them snowflakes and like people implying that they just want to be viewed as above white people and that's what they're fighting for which is the most ridiculous fucking statement ever but like this is going to be a short podcast because at the end of the day like I can't go in the same amount of detail for like the pain that this still brings to people and like the racism that they experience today in the horse world and how something like this would make them feel less welcome attending that event and whatnot but there's been a lot of black people that have spoken out on it and have really respectfully stated why it's a problem and why it kind of adds to it there's a guy named Earl that um did a post, like, a, a short post for Eventing Nation that I think everyone should go read. I shared it on my story the other day on Instagram, but, um, he, he's, he's a middle-aged man now, and he still has memories, like, working at a plantation with his dad as a boy and picking cotton, and while they were not enslaved, it's still one of the connections to slavery, because, like, like I said, like, it, slavery didn't end with the abolishment of it or the abolition of it it um it continued because like i said they were still segregated so a lot of slaves had nowhere to go so they would continue to work at the farms just to have somewhere to live and eat because they had no real other options who's gonna hire you you're likely to get abused your house robbed windows broken if you even can get a house or get beat up what you, you can't walk safely alone type thing like they're still hyper discriminated against even after that and this is a man that like It would be in and around the same age as a lot of people's dads and yeah still has memories of that so that's pretty sad that that's something that's like that recent and I think that's something people need to really consider and then even on top of that like if you live in the U.S. slavery today is still not completely abolished because they can enslave prisoners and that's in your amendments that if you're in prison you can be enslaved to work for what is slave pay and forced to work which I don't really think is ethical at all I think it's really hypocritical for us to have punishment centers where we do the exact same things we condemn in other aspects Um, it's kind of I don't know it's very hypocritical and yeah and just look further into it I would really recommend looking at more resources surrounding slavery and like what happened at plantations and then everything about like how they bought and sold slaves and like just go look into the specifics of history. If you're having trouble finding links, message me and I'll send them to you. And then the other thing I would highly recommend is if you have Netflix, watch 13th. It's about the 13th Amendment and it talks about the prison system and how it has been like centered around imprisoning Black people, whether they should be in prison or not. And it's their way of making slavery legal and it's not a mistake So I would really recommend watching that because it blew my fucking mind and it is super disturbing, but it's something that everyone needs to know because I don't think most people are aware of it because it's definitely not something that they want to showcase the stats on because it's very telling, but I would highly recommend watching that. And then there's also some other great documentaries that are about like the black struggle and like racism today, as well as racism in the past that are definitely worth looking into. But Above all, like I just encourage all of you before you as a white person try to be the voice on what is offensive for people of color, just go and talk to them because it's not a surprise that the word plantation doesn't draw any negative connotations or pain to you as a white person because you were not enslaved. None of your ancestors were enslaved on a plantation in North America. So don't don't feel like you're view on it is the right one because it's not your place to say whether or not it's offensive it's not something you you don't have the history for it you don't get to call the shots on whether or not it's it's offensive um and like honestly like part of compassion is just fucking listening and I think that's something we need to consider is if we actually want to make the horse world more accessible. Part of that access is actually being able to listen to and hear people out when they suffer from different struggles of, from us. And it's something that horse people are notoriously shitty at because it doesn't matter what the struggle is. There's always someone who's never had that struggle that's like, oh, it's just all about hard work and effort and this and that. And it's like, dude, this has nothing to do with that. But yeah, just just do your research Like actual research, don't say I did my research and mean you only looked at articles that support your view. Go talk to people from the other side and find out why the word offends them so. Get some good resources and go watch some documentaries and yeah, read up and whatnot. And also remember that the other part of things is make sure the people that you ask or you want to listen to that they're willing to engage in the emotional labor that is educating you because they absolutely do not have to and unfortunately for a lot of people of color it's something that's a very key part of their lives is trying to educate people on their racism and it can be exhausting and not everyone wants to do that and they honestly shouldn't have to because if people truly care about being compassionate kind individuals and don't want to be racist they should be wanting to do the research themselves um so yeah that's kind of my view on it I recommend looking further into things because I just touched on some aspects of like what happened in the past and it's not necessarily going to be all worded the best because I'm not a historian and I don't claim to be like an expert on that but I have done a lot of reading and then obviously like my family did a good job of like educating us on our past and stuff and like letting us know where my family came from and whatnot to the extent that they were able to know because like i said a lot of people lost a ton of history because they were slaves and white people didn't care whether or not they got to know their families or any or anyone they would separate families and did not give a flying fuck so um yeah i just just please just please please Look further into things and do not be the person in the comment section with your white profile picture being like plantation isn't offensive. Do your research because you're literally telling people who have a history of slavery and have family members and grandparents who probably remember certain aspects of segregation and stuff you're telling them to educate themselves on something that literally happened to their people, which is like the most condescending bullshit ever. And I guarantee you that the vast majority of them know more about it than you. So please listen to them or if you're not going to, if you're not willing to listen at the very least, just stay out of it. But remember that in choosing to be silent, you're taking the side of the oppressor in a way because silence doesn't help enact change. So if you want to help and you want to help people feel more included and you want to stop systemic racism, at some point you have to be openly anti-racist. And a good way to start that is by just hearing people out and listening to their sides of the story and being careful not to take the side of people that are trying to speak on behalf of those affected, which is virtually every single white person in the comments saying that plantation is not offensive because it's not offensive to them. And yeah. Um, I've done like a couple of these podcasts on like race related issues. And then we're also going to be doing like a Black Equestrians panel on my YouTube again um, next Saturday. So I would definitely recommend watching that. It'd be Saturday the 26th and it'll be on my YouTube channel. It'll be left up whether you watch it live or not. Um, and then there's going to be like black equestrians that are not white passing like me that can share their experiences and struggles. And I'm sure we'll also be talking about this exact situation because there's lots to be said about it, but yeah, please just, just consider what you say. And if you have the right to be the voice on whether or not something's offensive, if it's never been something that ever affected you, your family, or your people, which I don't think any white person can say, so... (sighs) Yeah, frustrating. Very frustrating to see. And it's disheartening because this year has been the year of me realizing that a lot of my equestrian idols are either abusive to their horses or they um, are racist. Or at least racist sympathizers, which is essentially being racist, even if you don't say anything racist yourself. But yeah, it's very disappointing. But I think the one silver lining is that seeing the younger generation's response to things gives me hope for when, like, we are the ones in all the positions of power in the horse world, because I think that'll enact a lot of change. And then also, we are pressuring the older generation a lot. And some of them are changing, others are resisting it massively. But at the end of the day, I think change will come. So just try to be on the right side of change because honestly like plantation is just a word to you to others it's not and if it's just a word to you changing it shouldn't fucking matter because it's just a word and plantation fields is also a really stupid name anyways so like who cares make it something cool and better that doesn't have a negative connotation for anyone and let's just do that because if it's just a word you guys shouldn't be fighting so hard to keep it there Thank you for listening to my mini podcast and I hope this shed some light for some people.